If you're looking for Pokemon style Etsy items, Pokemon Pop figures, and so much more, check out the PokeDepartmentStore.com. That's P-O-K-E-D-E-P-S-T-O-R-E.com for all your Pokemon needs. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. What is up, everyone? It's me, the Pokemon Cave. Uh, first off, I want to apologize for being off for so long since the beginning of October. Uh, things in my personal life have just been kind of hectic with uh, ever-changing work schedules uh, and things going on with just stuff in general. You know, kids being off school for school shutdowns and stuff like that. Uh, and just, you know, the hectic life that we live in. Uh, it, since my last podcast, though... Uh, a bunch of things have changed, both for the the better, uh, and, you know, some things that just didn't quite work out. I joined a c- couple of different things, like uh, Twitter and, um, like, a Pokemon-related OnlyFans account. Uh, it wasn't going to be anything explicit or anything like that, just, just a way to boost income and then essentially give back to the community. Um, but that didn't quite work out. So I ended up dropping that and Twitter. Um, you know, things just didn't take up or take off um, how I wanted them to. Uh, but, you know, since then I've been working on YouTube, uh, my Instagram. Uh, I joined a partnership with the amazing business called The Cave Collectibles in Aurelia. I'll put all their information down in the description below. Uh, as well as the code that you can use online to get 10% off your purchases. Um, that's a really great feature uh, that we've worked together with. Uh, as well as uh, the one owner helps me with editing my videos now. Um, and I'm trying to learn some cool stuff from him so then I can do it on my own. Because uh, essentially right now I do basically everything on my phone and try and do basic editing uh, and it just doesn't look 
as great as what he's able to produce using a full-fledged um, software on his computer. So I want to try and learn and go from there. Uh, you know, it's always great to have somebody to give you a hand, but sometimes it's also great to be independent. Uh, so today, I actually have a guest coming on uh, in a few minutes here. Uh, we're going to talk, uh, you know, Pokemon, TCG, uh, basically the old anime um, that we all grew up with, essentially. He's not just a Pokemon collector, he collects all sorts of different things. Uh, and I appreciate that of someone uh, who doesn't just kind of zero in on one thing and just kind of does whatever they want to do. Uh, so with that being said, let's jump right into it. So um, probably start by doing a little bit of an intro, uh, mostly for you. Because, um, you know, everyone kind of knows who I am, but no one really knows who you are. Um, so you can kind of give some points about yourself, you know, what you're really into. Oh, yeah. Um, of course. Uh, so full name is Carlos uh, Mena, and I reside in Bradenton, Florida. I was born and raised here in Bradenton. So I've lived in Tennessee and Texas for a little bit, but most of my life I've been here in Bradenton. Um, I test commercial and residential tractors for John Deere. So for the majority of my time, I'm usually on a tractor, <laughs> just cutting away nice. somewhere in a rural part of Florida where no one can find us because John Deere is very secretive about their mowers. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we got quite a few of them up here, uh, where I live and, it seems like it's a a battle between uh, John Deere and Kabuta. Yes, yeah. they're they're big competitors. Them and Toro. Yes, yeah, yeah. And I don't like to admit it because sometimes they make us do comparison tests where they uh, bring in other machines, and I'm like, yeah, man, these uh these competitors of you guys is are really uh really impressive sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, uh, I, I'm spitting distance away from essentially farm country, so it's, we see a lot of that stuff here, um, especially in the town that's beside us, um, the high school students essentially drive their snowmobiles or tractors to school, uh, depending on the weather, so, yeah, it, it's a bit of a hick town. <laughs> Yeah, no, our uh, our people would lose their minds. So well, I I live in the city, so I usually have to drive about a good hour out to where this test site of theirs is at. And they actually just recently hit us with we're moving in August to another town. So just another commute that I gotta look forward to. Oh, lovely. <laughs> the, um, so going forward, um. Probably the next topic would topic would be um, so when did we start our collections and you can go first with that one. Okay, yeah. So I honestly started recently in about August um, of twenty twenty one when I started my uh, Instagram page, uh, Professor Mobile. Um, it was mostly just to kind of like highlight the uh, Duel Links and other mobile apps that I play, but 
as I uh, started getting, or as Instagram started to create an algorithm for me, um, it uh, was showing me the Pokemon community, and like I just <laughs> I wanted a part of that. You guys, uh, most m- most people that I've come across from the Pokemon community are like really great people. Oh, definitely. And, yeah. uh, and uh, just the collections that you guys all had and the joy that you had in it, I was like, man, I really, I was heavily influenced by it. And so I started, I I want to say with a mini tin of um, the celebrations and a uh, Rayquaza V uh, structure deck oh, and nice. the rest is history. <laughs> nice. I mean, if you're going to start Pokemon, you might as well start it with Celebrations, right? <laughs> That's what it was. I think you guys' is, um, collective uh, just um, joy for Celebrations kind of subconsciously got to me. Because I, I, I don't know what it was, but, you know, and then it really was the Celebration bug, if I were to admit. Just, you know, it got everybody else, and I wanted a part of that, and just chasing the cards with everyone it was it was pretty cool it was it was really cool yeah my my biggest thing was like i i like to collect the promos for any any kind of set really but i'm never really anal about collecting the promos for any given set uh especially because like for instance sword and shield there's almost 200 promos at this point in time uh because you have the promos from every expansion set but when it came to uh celebrations I, I don't know what the heck it was but i i had to find every promo and even going as far as getting the uh the celebration boxes or the the big freaking enormous expensive boxes there with the the gold yeah, cards in it yeah yeah those uh those upcs um and unfortunately you know i in my pursuit of getting those boxes, I, I met a couple of scammers. Um, and, you know, I, I, I learned my lesson with that, but uh, I was glad to, to finally get a box and open it. And, you know, I still have the box here uh, empty, but displaying it. Uh, and it's, you know, it's, it's a proud moment. You know, I, I don't have many over proud moments, but that was one of them, you know. Yeah, I got burned quite quite badly, but in the end, I, I came out on top, I think. So it, it kind of works out, but... Uh, oh, well, universe correct itself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm heavily into the fact that, you know, karma will come back and bite individuals, and I'm sure karma will find those two individuals and, and enact justice accordingly. <laughs> No. <laughs> uh, so how long have you been collecting then um so, what was your so for pokemon in general uh i think i started collecting i want to say probably somewhere around 2020 give or take um actually essentially right around the time when covid hit um now before that i was collecting other things um I started off with like a, a small uh, comic collection uh, and then kind of moved into, I had a, a display case full of Simpsons stuff at one point. Uh, oh, yeah, so there, I had like a bunch of figurines. Um, I had two big 
display cases of those uh, Mighty Beans, but they were all Simpson characters. Um, so that was kind of cool. And then I kind of switched into Star Wars, like the Lego Star Wars um, and Marvel and DC kind of stuff. And then when COVID hit, um, I work in automotive. Uh, I make windshields for a living. Uh, so when, okay. when COVID first hit, uh, both Canada and the U.S., it just seemed like everyone freaked out and said, okay, well, now it's not a good time to buy a car or, you know, now it's not a good time to drive a car. And then, you know, now you're not breaking your windshield or you're not buying a car, so you don't need a windshield for that said car. And, of yeah. course, you know, business plummeted both Canada and U.S. wide. So we had, a, I think, a three-month shutdown from the plant. And... Honestly, I had nothing to freaking do it. Um, instead, or except for essentially um, remodeling my basement or finishing most of my basement. And then I figured, well, you know, I'm going to sell off all these collections that I have and I might get back into the, the joy of Pokemon from when I was a kid. And, you know, my son and daughter can, can tag along and collect with me. And uh, my daughter has amassed probably getting close to somewhere in the ballpark of five or six hundred cards um right. you know she's got uh heck probably about a dozen etb boxes full of cards plus a massive box um she's got i think six play mats now of all different types of things and uh, a couple of them are my old play mats from uh different literations of my channel uh, so basically, when I, especially when I reinvented myself, um, I think it was last month there, uh, and, and switched, um, my display and everything and my logo, she took my old playmat. So she has my old playmat upstairs, um, and she likes to no. display her cards on it. But, uh, yeah, I think... Yeah, yeah. Um I think, no, I didn't mean to cut you oh, off. No, I, I think, you know, I, I think COVID was, was kind of the the big send-off to, or the big setting to, to become a collector of, of Pokemon. And, you know, um, it was more, I, I think I collected more vintage in the beginning. Um, I had I had the full base set, uh, full jungle and full uh, fossil set. Um, and stupidly, I sold the entire base set for about a thousand dollars. Uh, yeah, probably about, uh, late 2020, I think, uh, I used, I sold that and used that to, uh, purchase a bunch of other vintage stuff, like I had the, the vintage toys and stuff like that. Um, all the Burger King toys from back in the day. Uh, yeah, I miss those. The Rugrats. Yeah. Actually. The uh, speaking of actually the Rugrats thing. Um, we got. We got a mystery box of some sort. Like a, a thing from someone down. Uh, I think it was in Florida. Or maybe even California. Um, but they gave me a bunch of like vintage toys. And one of the things that I got was actually. Like an old Burger King Reptar toy. So my daughter's been playing with that for a while, and then she had, um, 
God, what was it? It was a, uh, an old cat dog toy, I think. They were, where you could, like, run around a tree or whatever with it. It was kind of cool. So she's been, uh, getting the, the old vintage toys as well that, you know, may not work as well or are opened. And she'll just sit around and play with those. Yeah, I can't wait for um, my little one to join me. Like I said, she's uh, still getting ready to turn two in May. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I pretty much give her commons, non-hollows. I put them in a top loader so she feels cool, and I hand it to her. Yeah. Because that thing's just going to go on an adventure. Oh, geez, yeah. Yeah, that card's going to um, see things it doesn't want to see. <laughs> I tried to have a little... You know, I try to do my own little aesthetically pleasing uh, Pokemon setup in my room, and I had to pretty much move that to uh, the office area because we just she would just go in there and just grab everything. So that's the challenge right now with collecting is uh, not being able to dis to display them the way I'd like because I still have a little one that doesn't quite <laughs> know the value of uh, what she's playing with. Yep. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, I'm kind of glad that I didn't get into this when our kids were, were really young. Um, even, like, the comics and everything. I think I think I even started collecting comics uh, maybe, like, two years ago. So they were, what, three and five at the time. Um, nice. So, yeah. you know, um, even back then, the comics were... You know, a little bit for me, but mostly for them. You know, I would read them a comic, or at least, you know, part of a comic, depending on the size of it, uh, as a bedtime story. So they they, oh, wow. they kind of grew up with that kind of uh, concept and and all that stuff. And now our daughter has um, the old uh, Pokemon anime or mangas. Uh, and she, she saw something on YouTube the other day about the Japanese mangas. The one where it's got like, like very gory scenes in it. You know, Arbok being cut in half and all this stuff. And uh, she goes, "Oh, I really want that." And I said, "Well, <laughs> two things with, wrong with that." I said, "One, it's in Japanese, so you can't understand it. And two, it's a little graphic there, honey." Yeah. And it's you know, for for your age, it's just a little too graphic. And. Uh, but then she, you know, we'll be watching a, a horror movie or whatever, and she'll want to sit down and watch that. So, I mean, where do you draw the line, I guess? <laughs> for real. Yeah, so it's, uh, I, I mean, I, I'm kind of glad that she's into Pokemon as much as I am. Um, she's mostly into the evolutions and anything kind of cute. Um, yeah. <laughs> And our son basically just you wants... <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Well, it's like... Um, she saw someone on, on YouTube, one of the, the bigger channels, they were opening up those... Uh, uh, what was it? The Leafeon and Glaceon V-Star box. And uh, she knows that I've got two booster boxes and two ETBs of uh, Brilliant Stars coming from the, the store that I'm a partner with. And she goes, oh... She, are, are those cards in it? I said, well, yeah, there are full arts. I said, but you won't get those specific promos. So now apparently I have to go buy these freaking boxes for her so then she can have the promos. 
Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, that's uh, great. <laughs> mad genius of uh, anyone surrounded with the designs of pokemon that there's usually something that you can say oh i i, I like that that yeah. your spirit kind of resonates with you can always find a pokemon that somebody's like oh i like that one yeah yeah <laughs> i don't know what their name is but i like that one yeah yeah <laughs> all that matters is just a little bit of curiosity yeah because if you jump in the rabbit hole you're never getting out oh i know i'm I remember in the beginning, um, I actually made advent calendars for them. Uh, started, I think, last year. Or, yeah, last year. Um, where one day you would get a pack of cards. The next day you would get a random card. Um, and I remember our son got one and our daughter got another card. And my son goes, I don't know what this is, but it's super strong and it can beat your Pokemon. <laughs> Yeah, all right. <laughs> no. Yeah, so it's like, but they, they loved it. And then this year we ended up, um, I kind of got the idea through uh, the 25th anniversary of doing all the stars. So this year mm -hmm. they got all the first line starters, um, including Pichu. Um, because, you know, some people argue that Pichu doesn't evolve into Pikachu and that they're two separate things, but. In fact, they do. So I figured, well, yeah. you know, it is a three-line evolution, technically. So, you know, if you're going to have a Pikachu, you've got to start with the Pichu and then work your way up to Ryuchu. Um, so this year, they, they had one card one day or a pack of cards the next day. Uh, next year, they'll go and get the second evolved form of each line um, and then work their way up. And I'm kind of glad that there are cheaper versions of, like, Charizard and Blastoise out there. Because, like, some of these cards are getting freaking expensive. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yes, they are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, especially, like, well, actually, even even the Pichus, I didn't freaking, I wasn't aware of how expensive these guys were. Um, the one card was, like, 10 or $15 for a reverse hollow. Uh, and then the other one was, I think, closer to $30. Uh, and, Is that and, like the one where they're in the party scene? I think so. Yeah, one was... I was Actually, I think one was almost... I think one was Japanese. And it was still ridiculously expensive, even for a Japanese card. And they're usually cheaper than the English version. Yeah, no, they definitely hook us up, the Japanese, I love them. There's this one lady I buy from on eBay, and she's only selling them for a dollar, and I'm like, I, I was like, you know, you could get at least three, four dollars for this, right? <laughs> I mean, at, no. at, at that point, I'd be telling myself to shut up and take them. <laughs> no, they definitely help us there. Oh, yeah, yeah, no kidding. Um... Yeah, so actually, speaking of our collections, um, I guess the next thing to go into would be what's the greatest thing that you have in your collection at the moment? Um, so, personally, since I'm still very, very much a novice, like, I'm very, I'm still getting my feet wet, um, I'd have to say that my best pull and my favorite card right now that I have is my uh, Charizard VMAX from the Darkness of Blaze. Oh, nice. Yeah, that one. I also pulled the shiny Magikarp myself from Celebrations. 
So that one's kind of, you know, it's a good $20 card or it was. I don't know what it's at right now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> probably a little bit lower since most people are getting them now. You know, the pools are coming in, so the prices are kind of dropping. Yeah. But, um, and then I have a Venusaur and Snivy tag team uh, graded. Oh, nice. Um, I think it's... I think it's a local company. It's the CGC Universal Grade. I'm not sure if you've heard of them. Oh, God, yeah. 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 So, and that's an eight and a half. And so it's one of my favorite. I, I won it in an eBay uh, bid for like 18 bucks. Holy crap. That's yeah, a steal. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, so I got a little GX tag team here. And it's, so, you know, between him and... uh. My Charizard VMAX that I pulled, I'd say that that's probably like my m- most expensive card, I think, is the VMAX Charizard. Nice. Yeah, we've, um, we have, I mean, in Canada, we have Mint, uh, MNT, uh, and they, they grade similar to essentially PSA, or maybe even slightly harder than PSA. Um, but we do have, uh, you know, Canadians are, are very familiar with PSA, uh, PSA, uh, Beckett, um, CGC, all of them. And even, I'm, I'm starting to even see more and more of the, the smaller guys from the U S and even actually overseas, um, some of those smaller companies starting to pop up more and more frequently. Something like that. There's a. Do you know Blue Mew from uh, IG? I think so. Yeah, he's always showing some. I think it's like MGM or something like that. I was like, it's pretty a nice looking slab. Or um, there's a smaller one here in the U.S. I think they're out of Arizona, and they're called Degree Grading, usually using black and green labels. Okay. I'm a sucker for green, so I think they're pretty cool. A lot of folks are like, oh, kind of corny. But it looks like an Xbox to me. I'm like, it's like oh, cool. pretty cool. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um. So like, probably, I think. I mean, I I've got so much crap in my collection. Uh, you know, I I'm constantly posting about it. Um. Personally, I I think the greatest thing in my collection has to be the the uh, Burger King Pokeballs with that those gold plated cards in them. Oh yes, you yeah. have the full set. I've got the full set, all all blue boxes, uh, all seal, uh, still sealed, like each ball no. still sealed and everything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, man, that's the real deal. My grandmother has one open, no box. It's a Jigglypuff. Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I definitely I, I I agree with you. That is that's a really that's a really nice piece to have, especially sealed. Yeah. Oh, God, dude, what? I don't even <laughs> want to go look on eBay for that. I mean, yeah, they've they've gone <laughs> up. A single, a single one. Forget, what is it, a four set? Uh, six. Six? six? Set, okay, yeah. six. Yeah, uh, yeah, forget it. Well, for instance, um, so when I bought them, I originally bought, I think it was five of them at one time, and it averaged about $25 per item uh, sealed at that time um 
No, mind you, that was a collection or a, a, a mixture of blue and red boxes at the time. I think I had a red Charizard and a red Mewtwo, I believe. And when was this time? Uh, this was back, I want to say mid-2020, maybe early 2021. Give or take. Dang, so where did this Pokemon boom come from? It's just recently happened then. Yeah, I honestly, I think it really took off right around right around COVID or just before COVID. I, I think it was yeah, just... you just got in there. There's no way you would find those kind of prices now. No, no way. No, Well, for instance, so I ended up, I sold the two red boxes I had because... Originally, I wanted a full set of red and a full set of blue. Um, but even then, prices were starting to go up and up. Um, so, like, for instance, I could buy the whole set. Actually, I think I bought the whole set for about, and, about $150 uh, Canadian for all of them. And that was including the two red boxes. Um, I sold the two red boxes for, I think, each $60 each. Um, when I paid 25 for them at that point. And then in order to buy the two blue boxes, I paid, I think, almost $80 for the Charizard one and about $50 for the Mewtwo. And so, you know, going from $25 up to 80 to 60 range in that short amount of time, uh, now I think the whole set sells for close to like $350, $400. Um, oh yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, for and, sure. but it's something that I mean, you know, the boxes are, some of them are a little rough. Like the Pikachu box has got a, a bent corner pretty bad, but you know they're in the boxes are no way near mint, but it's something that I'm going to hold on to for quite some time because it's, you know, I remember sitting in Burger King uh, at lunchtime and, and getting these Pokeballs. So it's something that I, I really miss from my, my childhood. Um, and even my daughter, she wants to get one of them, but opened. And even opened, there's still like 30, 40 bucks. <laughs> I don't blame her. I don't, I don't blame her. I asked my, um, my grandmother because she used to collect a lot of toys. Uh, so I'm not too sure where the location of that is, but I know she has it because there's no way she has gotten rid of these toys because she used to go really hard on collecting mcdonald's and pokemon or uh pokemon uh burger king toys oh yeah so i know i've held the jigglypuff i know i have I just <laughs> there's no way you can take that memory from me i've i hold the golden plated jigglypuff in the big old pokeball yep i mean i i don't think i ever had anything uber rare as far as cards go back in the day but uh, I still hold it to my parents. They, I guess I really, really pissed them off. I, I still don't, I can't remember what the heck I did, but I really pissed them off. Um, they threw out all my Pokemon cards, all of my, all my Digimon and all of my Yu-Gi-Oh cards at the time when I was, God, I want to say like eight or 10 at the time. Just, yeah, no, it's just that boomer love, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. They didn't take out the trash or something, to be honest. Oh, I've yeah. lost so many iconic pieces myself that I was like, man, I really should have cleaned my room that day. Right, yeah. 
Pikachu, Nintendo 64, those things are like $200 nowadays, even open. Yeah. And I, you know, I had one. I was just like, damn, dude, I really had something that's going for more than what it was when it came out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, I, I still talk to him about it every so often. It's like trying to poke for information. Like, what what the hell did I do? And they, even they can't remember. They're like, oh, you, you know, you probably didn't clean your room or unload the dishwasher or something goofy like that. It's like, well, holy crap. It's like opening up the core memory of pain. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's like you can, you can pay for the therapy lessons now. <laughs> Seriously. Oh. But yeah. Um, so going forward, um, Speaking of Pokemon or anime, actually, uh, what would be your greatest memory of anime in general or of Pokemon growing up? For me, Pokemon really started, uh, you know, honestly, with with the video games. I would say the um, Game Boy SP is when I really got into it. So I'm already late to the game. I'm maybe 11 or 12. Oh, yeah. Um, I definitely allowed society to kind of... I don't know, create the stigma of, oh, Pokemon's lame, you know, it's a cool jock kind of kid. And then one of my friends was like, no, play this, you know, and so he <laughs> let me restart a game on Leaf Green. Oh, cool. And uh, it was like, you know, it was like crack, honestly. Like, I had to have, I, you know, I had begged my mother for a long time for the SP, and then I begged for the, for the Pokemon game. And at one point, I even traded with the neighbor. I gave him my whole Xbox and all my games just for his SP. Holy crap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's how That's how big, that's how, like, the urge to play. I was like, dude, I didn't know what I was missing out on. <laughs> you went here hard. I 12, here I am at 12 years old, and I'm like, I, I just, I need the system, you know? <laughs> I need that Game Boy so that I could play Pokemon. And... I remember um, the first time I ever beat the Elite Four, uh, it was with Blastoise, and only Blastoise. Wow. I had a team of Pokemon that I would switch out so that I could revive Blastoise. <laughs> sacrificial. <laughs> yeah, I got pretty much five sacrificial pieces to get Blastoise revived, get him fully healed, and then start to kind of revive those sacrificial pieces for when Blastoise needed it again. But he <laughs> soloed the Elite Four. <laughs> wow. That is insane. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, Blastoise can do it, man. SP. Holy Green, if you really through, Blastoise alone. Ice Beam, Earthquake, Surf, and then like a Body Slam. You know, something neutral. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you're in there. And, uh... So, and then for the anime, honestly, I would say that my the, the most burnt memory I have is Trico and the Surviper uh, rivalry Ooh. when Ash was first catching Trico. I just, I loved how he would jump around on the trees and all the, you know, the, the, um, the, the slam and just, yeah, the, that whole Surviper and Trico is probably some of my favorite, like, battle scenes from the cartoons. Nice. Yeah, the, um, I think for me, like, uh, I, th I started with the Game Boy Color, uh, with red and blue. Uh, I, I never had yellow growing up. Uh, I actually didn't get yellow until just recently, and it's actually a repo. 
So it's not even like the genuine edition, but uh, it's still kind of nice to play it. Uh, I I started much younger though. Um, again, like with the the color. Uh, I think I actually I got Pokemon Red with the Game Boy Color for Christmas the one year. Um, I was gonna say yeah, when you right there when it first started, like first coming out. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Nice. Um, cool. and then when I got a little older. My dad gave me his actual, like, his actual Game Boy, the the big brick, uh, and I would play some games oh, on that so as well. your father was a gamer. Yeah, he, I don't think he had much growing up as a kid. Uh, I mean, you know, he's a, he's a 60s kid, um, but he, he definitely had the, the Game Boy, and I think he might have had one other uh one other thing growing up but he didn't his his parents were well i guess my grandparents uh were pretty big douchebags um for yeah. him and even for us really um we went over to their place once i remember this growing up as a as a young kid uh we, we went over to their place up in um this like out of town kind of boonies place from where we lived it was like a good four hour drive from where we lived uh, i think my dad was helping someone in the family move something from somewhere to some other place but uh my brother and i we were at his parents place uh for the day while they were doing that and she goes uh you know do you guys want some lunch we're like well yeah you know we're we're hungry so she yeah. took a can of I distinctly remember this. A can of mushroom soup out of the cupboard, cut open the top, and then slopped it into the bowl. Like, And it still held the can shape. And then she just passed it to us. And she goes, there you go. There's your lunch. I'm thinking, oh, man. Yeah, and I'm thinking, uh, aren't you going to warm this up? But, like, you know, you're, you're young. You're not going to talk back to someone who's much, much older than you. Um... But yeah, I, I distinctly remember that growing up and just thinking like, you know, you're treating us like this. Like, how did you treat your own son growing up, you know? Yeah. So. No, I mean, you got that. And my grandmother was playing dress up with me, superheroes and yeah. cops and robbers. And I was a really spoiled brat when it came to my grandma. So that yeah. sucks. I mean, sucks. my my mom's mom, um you know, growing up with her, she was amazing. Actually, both of my grandparents uh, on, on that side were amazing. Uh, we would go up to their place uh, in a small town called Seabright. Again, it was like probably about a three and a half hour drive from the city that I grew up in. Um, absolute middle of nowhere. You're deep in the woods. Like the house, uh, you had to drive probably about almost, I want to say like 50 or 60 yards into the woods to get to their house. Uh, there was no cell phone reception at all. Uh, no high-speed internet. It was all dial-up. Uh, they had a, a, a big tower um, for their dish so then they can actually have, you know, a couple channels on their, their TV. Um, and it's just, you were in nature. It was amazing. You know, we had bonfires every night. We would go into the backyard and jump on the trampoline and then their backyard was maybe a few feet away from a massive river 
So we would take a canoe out on the river and, and go for quite a while. We would go swimming under a bridge and fend off the snapping turtles that lived under the bridge. Um, and I, again, I distinctly remember uh, I hid in their trailer the one day. We were coming back from the corner store. I decided, oh, I'm going to play a prank and hide in the trailer. And I could hear my grandmother calling for me. And I'm sitting there under the, the table in the trailer giggling. And uh, she thought, I guess, or she, I guess she thought maybe I'd run down to the river. So she went back down there and she couldn't find me. And now she's panicking, thinking that maybe I fell into the river. And when she came back up to the front of the house to jump in the car to go searching for me, that's when I appeared. Uh, and I got one heck of a whack on the ass for that. Uh, that was the, that was the first first and only time she'd ever hit me, and I I learned my lesson. <laughs> Out of pure love, though, pure love, pure love. But me, I yeah, love you. Oh How gosh. You yeah, that was uh that was a, the first and only time I ever did something like that to my grandmother, and uh, yeah, oh god, you know she she was amazing. Um, when she knew that we were coming up for like a week in the summer. She would always make um, Rice Krispie squares, or she'd always make sure that she had, you know, fresh cookies baked for us when we got there. Um, it, was, it was truly, truly amazing. Um, so, you know, and then we would, uh, she would actually, she would also have some of the old VHSs of, of Pokemon. Uh, so we, we would watch that. Um, and then we would also watch uh, either new episodes of The Simpsons at the time or rerun, uh, reruns on the DVDs that she had. So it was kind of cool. Um, just kind of getting away from the city life for a week and just kind of doing that stuff. Um, no, that, but uh, growing up, I mean, so like I had the, the Pokemon games. Um, but in all honesty, like my biggest memory of anime in general... Um, you know, I, I I like the the old seasons of of Pokemon. You know, uh, specifically like the Pokey Rap that they had at the end of each episode. Uh, that was always great. Um, the movies back then were amazing. Uh, I still remember, you know, sitting in the theater watching uh, Pokemon the first movie there, or yeah, I think it was the first movie, the one where uh, the Ancient Mew Pokemon card was being. Uh, given to all the kids when you got into the theater. Now that's crazy to me, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you guys feel too young, man. And my and my family wasn't well. My mother and my father weren't really into movie theaters, dollar movies. So when everything's old, but not. I mean, just didn't think that that card because it's so popular. I see it all the time. I've never looked it up to see what it runs for, but I'm just to know that that was given away. With every ticket right yeah i've got a uh i've got a 9.5 graded um uh, ancient mew um in my collection uh I actually, I actually i bought it sealed and i cracked the seal and i'm thinking okay you know either this is going to be worth it to crack the seal because you couldn't see the front of the card you can only see the back right when it's sealed uh yeah. so, so i was looking at the the centering at least on the back of the back of it i thought well yeah, you know, yeah, mint grades really hard, so it might come back at nine. I hope to God it doesn't come back at eight or or worse, because you know, who knows what the front of it looks like? It could be scratched 
like scratched up from the um the cardboard that was in there for that yeah. little card that they had in there. So I cracked it open and it didn't look that bad. So I thought, well, you know, I'll send it off and pray to God that it comes back decent. And somehow it came back at 9.5. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. That's awesome. Yeah, I think just looking now, I think everything was a 9.5 except for the centering was a 9. So almost a 10. <laughs> No, that's really cool. That's I, I, I do. I envy every time I see the ancient me posts, I'm like, man, this is a, this is a really pretty card. Oh yeah. It doesn't have any reprints, does it? Or is it only is it the only ones that were ever made or is there reprints now? As far as I know, they never made a reprint. Um like you know, celebrations. I know most some of the celebrations are reprints, you know, they just got the little icon to kinda yeah. differentiate them from the originals. And actually even the hollow is slightly different. So even if you didn't have that twenty fifth anniversary stamp on it, uh the holographic uh in the center is different than the original. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah see. Yeah, I'm very new. Now that <laughs> we have to do this more often so I can learn a little something. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if you look at, for instance, like the Charizard, if you look at the Hollow from 25th anniversary compared to base set uh, Hollow Zard, uh, it's got a slightly different Hollow variation. I think the I think the Evolutions was the closest that they got to the same Hollow uh, print as base set was, I believe. Is that the, uh, the the newest one that's out? Um. So, well, Evolutions came out. Um, what was it? Twenty nineteen, I think. That's a. Uh, Evolving Skies, or is that completely different? No, no, Evolving Skies. That's so. Evolving Skies is Sword and Shield. Uh, Evolutions is X Y era. So X Y okay. was, I believe, twenty sixteen to twenty nineteen ish so like reverse hollow nido king so yeah um so actually i think i even have that card uh in evolutions um but again you know so evolutions was essentially a point for point reprint of base set um and then you have celebrations which again is a point for point reprint of the classic cards and some of the newer cards but with a slight variation to the odd thing here and there like the hollows and whatnot yeah no we're definitely gonna have to do one on the um the sets that i've missed or at least uh I know we can't go back too far because like you said it's some odd uh, 200 or something different promos out there nowadays yeah so just in sword and shield alone there's almost i th i think almost 200 or maybe slightly more than 200 uh promos just for sword and shield era uh and then you have the xy era and all that other stuff So, um, what do you think about uh, the Pokemon uh, 
go uh, TCG oh. that's coming. Yeah, actually, so I wish they had given a little more insight than just that, like, five-second teaser that they did on YouTube um, and on the Pokemon website. I mean, I've seen fake Pokemon Go cards. Um, you know, there's a, a guy on YouTube called uh, Max Mofo, I think. He opens uh, fake and proxy cards all the time to show people what they look like uh, to kind of educate and stuff like that. Um, but also just for the laugh of it, because some of these cards are just ridiculous um, that he finds. Um, he did find a Pokemon Go expansion set at some kind of flea market once uh, that he took a video of and then he brought it back and, and opened it. Uh, and it, I kid you not, it essentially looked like someone had screenshot their phone of a Pokemon in Pokemon Go when you've got that like half moon experience building area kind of thing yeah. above the Pokemon. Looks like someone just took a, a screenshot of that and then turned it into a Pokemon card. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm, I'm hoping Pokemon isn't dumb enough to do that. I mean, that would be r ridiculous. Um, yeah, kind of want, like, what they're going to get out of it. Like, are they going to let us have that Pokemon and, like, put a code in to get it on the actual app? Or is it, that's what, that's my thing. Or is it just truly, like, the graphics of Pokemon Go on a card and have at it? Because at that point, I might have to skip, even if yeah, bombard my feed with it on Instagram. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. Like I'm, I'm intrigued, but at the same time I'm worried as heck. Um, you know, you, you're bound there to see no information on it, so they can't be too hyped themselves. If it's going to be a summer thing, I mean, I early February, but I, I can see why they're doing it in the summer. That's usually when Pokemon Go gets or becomes more, more favorable. Active. Yeah. yeah, I mean, my wife and I used to play it all the time in the summer when we had young kids um, at the time, and now we, we basically we don't play it at all. Um, we're just far too freaking busy. Um, so I can see why they would launch it in the summer. I mean, that's great marketing. Um, but again, yeah, like, I'm hoping someone, uh, you know, leaks artwork. Of like even just one card, just so then we get like a, a concept of what the artwork is gonna kind of loosely look like. Um, because if it looks like the actual game, then I eh, I don't know. Uh, I mean, if it has like generic backgrounds, kind of like what the cards do now, and then the actual artwork for the Pokemon is based off of the artwork of the of the game itself then that might not be so bad um considering for instance uh detective pikachu that set uh you've got cards that have the artwork of the actual pokemon from the movie you know they look a little more lifelike uh so yeah. those, those are kind of cool but you know pokemon go doesn't you know pokemon go is is far from detective pikachu it's 
you know, Detective Pikachu had realistic looking Pokemon, whereas this is very cartoony. Um, so I'm, I'm, again, you know, I'm very intrigued to see what the artwork is going to look like because it just, it, it could either be a really big hit or a really big flop. Um, but regardless, I, I can see people scalping the living crap out of it as they would anything else. That's just yeah. kind of how people are idiots. Do you um think that they'll take it as an opportunity to, to change uh, it's the way that that trading card game is played? Because personally, I've um I, I like collecting them, I you know uh, uh, the cards, but uh, the the part of me that played Yu-Gi-Oh as a kid really wishes I knew or the, I wish the game was simpler to play. Yeah. Um and I think that if they were to take this Pokemon Go TCG and kind of consider it like, oh, this is a speed duel or whatever, and, you know, it's a little bit easier, uh, I think that'd be kind of cool because uh, to get someone to play Pokemon with you, it's it's a lot harder to teach them as opposed to Yu-Gi-Oh! Like, All right, hey, if your attack is stronger than defense or vice versa, yep. you lose your card. And you have life points, which eventually a game can end pretty quickly. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. As opposed to, I, I'm assuming, Pokemon, because of, I, I really, I don't know. <laughs> I, I have to look up some videos on the, the play, but I'm assuming it's not too favorable. Yeah, I mean, speaking from experience or from from how I grew up and even now, um, growing up, I did not play the Pokemon TCG the way it should be. Uh, in a way, you know, speaking of, you know, attaching energies and doing this and doing that, it was simply kind of a point and shoot kind of concept, almost like Yu-Gi-Oh, you know, you have an attack that's worth 20 hit points. You have a, a point who has 30 health. Well, you know, you attack and now he's down to 10. If you attack again, he's dead. Um, when growing up, I, I played the Pokemon TCG pretty much the same way I would play Yu-Gi-Oh, you know, just kind of attack and, and, and kind of beat your opponent down one by one kind of thing. I kind of like that. I like that. Like, a almost like a war. Yeah. Um, like a deck of cards, but okay. So let me ask you, I have a Nido King in my hand, right? Yeah. He has a tail swing worth a hundred and a rumble worth 40. How often are you allowed to use that tail swing? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Why are you laughing, bro? Don't be evil. (laughs) (laughs) If it's against me, you're not using it. If it's the other way around, I'm freaking swinging my ass as hard as I can, as many times as I can. (laughs) (laughs) That's terrible. Okay, so... Many uh, Pokemon on the field and just one at one time, or are you allowed to to play the field out as you would in Yu-Gi-Oh? Um, I usually i I think I used to do it same way as Yu-Gi-Oh. I'd have you know your your attacking Pokemon, but I had another five in standby. Um, you know, and and that's just kind of the way I I played it. Um, you know, oh, so you would only do six like a true six on six? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, you couldn't, I think, you know, it was pretty, um, 
common sense that you couldn't take your your Pokemon that was in battle and start attacking, you know the the ones that are in standby kind of thing. Like, you know, it'd be be like Ash attacking <laughs> someone's freaking Pokeball, right? Yeah, you're not yeah. gonna see that happening. <laughs> nice. <laughs> no, I like that. I might I might play that way just because I mean they got if they did something with that if they take the Pokemon Go as an opportunity to simplify their card game. I'm all aboard. I'm still, I still believe that they should make an app. I'm like, everything is going digital. Put the card game on an app. Well, I mean, you, you kind of have an app with the whole TCG online, right? Uh, yeah, it's online, but technically it is kind of app-based. Now, mind you, uh, TCG, or is it online or something? Yeah. I think, yeah, they're going from online to live or something goofy like that, but there's this huge thing going on where Pokemon is revamping how they're doing their TCG online platform. Um, I didn't really hear too much about it until I went to go sell my, my code cards uh, to an American site, and they wouldn't take any code cards because they didn't know the stability of what was happening between going from one platform to the next or one app to the next. Um, gotcha. you know, they didn't want to purchase a, a crap ton of code cards from everyone and then essentially have them be useless or be worth less in their, in their favor. Right. Um, so that's, that's kind of how I, I found it. I want those anyways. Cause if the app comes out, those cards are all yours. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Everyone else is yours. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've thought about keeping the codes and, you know, trying to build my own deck on uh, the TCG online and, and, you know, taking a whack at it. Um, and I, I might do that when I get the, the Brilliant Stars uh, booster boxes and ETBs. I might just scan them all myself and try and build a deck with that that can be uh, competitive. And then maybe, you know, because they've, they've got tools online or at least in the app, where they can break down point by point, uh, you know, how to play the whole TCG kind of thing for dummies. Um, you know, everything from building a deck to how to properly play the game. So it might be a, a great way to actually learn for once how to actually play the freaking game. Yeah, I would, I would honestly, I think that um, it would, it, it would, um, if I knew how to play the TCG, I would probably chase these cards a lot more. Oh heck yeah! Even small, even so, you know, because like for like for instance, all the you know when you look at some of these collectors and they have ridiculous amounts, I'm like, they're probably mopping the floor if they knew how to use those things too. Oh god, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like you watch all these big YouTube names uh, opening cards and saying, "Oh, you know, this card's very playable." Blah blah blah. I sit there and go, "Well." Isn't every card really playable? Like, <laughs> I, I thought every card was playable. <laughs> I thought that was the whole point of it, was that you could play any card. But, you know... Maybe it, they have ban list, kind of how Yu-Gi-Oh does. It's, forbidden, limited. Yeah, I haven't really looked into that, but I'm, I wouldn't be surprised. Well, I mean, you know, they they had banned artwork, right? You know, the, the banned cards from Japanese to English, so... I mean, what's stopping them from having cards that you can't actually use in the TCG? 
actually, I think they do have cards that you can't use in TCG. Um, specifically some older sets and stuff like that. I think when you build it... Like Alakazam, right? Isn't he, like, supposedly a big no-no because they took the likeness of some magician or something? Yeah, so that was... That was a... That was a double whammy. Because of the whole lawsuit thing, it was my understanding they couldn't use him in any uh, TCG artwork or even in the anime. Um, and then they, they brought him back for... Uh, God, what was it? The Alkazam box. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, they brought him back for that. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, eventually they did bring him back, but that was after the whole lawsuit thing, I think, got settled. Yes, the Dark Alakazam. No. <laughs> 60 HP, man. That's not fair, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was, uh... Yeah, that would be a, a hard-hitting type to, to take down. Yeah, you at least need three of them if you even get a turn. All right, yeah. <laughs> but, um... Oh, what would be the next thing for your collection? Like, what were you planning on going after next? Ooh, sorry about that. Um, oh. honestly, my uh, my I think that I'm my next biggest purchase when I do get a chance will getting me a Charizard from the celebrations. Nice. I've opened up so many mini tins and uh, just you know the catapult, the dragapult uh, boxes, and the dark Sylveon and the celebration uh, Lance V tins and nothing. So <laughs> I haven't even pulled a single big three. Oh wow! Personally, I, I you know I haven't pulled a single big three through all of that, and I'm like, dang, dude, I have a pretty decent you know I have a couple boxes now of these. Of pretty much like that, uh, Cosm Cosmod or whatever the Cosmo chick and oh god, flying. yeah. The most common, I feel like it's like all I pull that and Rayquaza or not Rayquaza, but uh, Tyogre and Groudon and um, what's the other two? The Xerneas or whatever. Oh X yeah. And y. Yeah, Xerneas. Yeah, freak. All those commons, I have boxes of them, and just I never pulled a big three. So I bought my Blastoise and my Venusaur, and I think I'm I think that it's going to be the Charizard. If not that, the next biggest purchase or investment, I should say, would be to get some of these cards graded. You know, I know we were talking about probably trying to do something, so I, I, that's still on the forefront of my mind. Honestly, is getting some cards graded. Oh yeah. I think if I do spend some money, that's where I'd like to. Yeah, that's the thing, like, um, I got, I got a, I might need to contact the store that I'm with, um, just to see what, well, I mean, whatever mint prices are, they're $5 cheaper, um, but I know as of February 1st, their prices went up, um, like mint's prices went up, uh, because they changed their whole service, uh, thing, so yeah. it's like, 
I think a 30-day service ticket is still going, it's going somewhere around like 40 bucks or something like that. So it went up a little bit. Um, but so even with my discount, it'd be like $35 per card. Um, oh. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, it's still, I mean, it's the investment though. That's, that's the, yeah, that's yeah. the whole, the whole thing about it is, is the investment, you know, because as these things age, man, boy, it's like wine. Yeah. Because the old sets, like the fossils and the, the base sets from back in the day, they're, they're nostalgic, but the art is ugly. In, in my opinion, I, I don't mean to hurt anybody's feelings, but some of the cards, in my opinion, are like ugly, but they're older, so they get they carry the weight of just being old. Yeah. And so I can't even imagine like just how good they've gotten with these artworks and these hollows. I'm like these cards, as they get older, are going to be so. I mean, they're going to be they're going to be up there. They really are. The artwork alone is going to carry a lot of these cards. I think even those that are falling through the cracks. Watch them get old. Watch it turn into a 20-year-old card or a 10-year-old card. <clears throat> yeah, it's like, um, well, for instance, like, uh, I want to, like, one of the things for, like, my next piece for the collection is I want to get every Ghastly, Haunter, and Gengar card. Uh, and, and for instance, like, uh, Base Set Ghastly. It is a ugly-ass card. Like, it is just, like, horrifically ugly but it's yeah. it's old and it's nostalgia so it's i mean you, you kind of you take the ugliness and you kind of forget about it just for the fact that you want that card right mm -hmm. i mean it's, it's got like years. it's it's yeah <clears throat> it's got like the worst background humanly possible too it's like some kind of like i think it was a graffiti corner of a wall like you couldn't have picked a better freaking background for that. <laughs> okay. Like, why is why is Ghastly hanging out in a freaking you know alleyway? <laughs> uh, Gengar's getting some serious love in this fusion strike. Yeah, like so that, that's that a problem. Set is pissing me off too. <laughs> like, so, I don't know what it is, man. I just ha I mean I have decent luck. Obviously, I pulled a VMAX Charizard, but there's some folks that just make their like they make my pulls seem just ugh. <laughs> well, like, oh look I pulled two Charizards out of one mini tin I'm like you pulled two Charizards out of one mini tin do you hear yourself <laughs> and then they have the video to prove it it's not no BS they're opening the pack right before my eyes and sure enough two Charizards yep it's like what in the I collected the whole you know all all eight arts opened all eight arts and not a single big three not a single big three. Yeah, we we opened, well, we literally opened every type of box and tin that you could get for celebrations. Uh, we pulled, I want to say, maybe four, four, yeah, probably about four uh, Blastoise, maybe three Venusaur, uh, but we we never pulled a Charizard. Uh, I ended up having to buy that uh, off of eBay in order to complete my set. Um, in fact, I actually, I pulled every single card except for, I think, three different cards. It was the Charizard, 
uh, Shiny Magikarp, and I, jeez, uh, I almost, I almost want to say Tapifini, but I, I pulled that one. I think it was Xerneas, I think, or, yeah. Oh, wow, really? Yeah. <laughs> That one, I've, dude, I have. I mean, are you talking about like the base, like the just the with the the regular hollow? No, I think or the 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 full, full art. Yeah, the full art. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. From what all I've opened, I'm still. I haven't even. I don't think I've scratched the surface of the celebration. <laughs> There's so many out there. I'm like, oh shit, this is actually a pretty big set. Cause I I got confused. I feel like some of them, um like what their uh their numbers at the bottom it goes only up to 14 but then some of them go up to one something I yeah don't, so might be... a lot of them have the old numbers from their original sets um uh, so it's it, it's a pain in the ass when you're trying to build a binder because you know the numbers don't make sense so you have to use like a either an app that shows you what what uh file that they go into or use the booklet from the the ETB. Uh, gotcha. So, so you know which order to go in uh, when you're building the binder. Um, yeah, like, I collected or I pulled so many freaking Pikachus. Like, all sorts. Like, especially the damn jungle base one. I Yeah, yeah big boy. Oh, I think I pulled at least freaking 60 of those stupid frigs. Well, at least you know that he's very loved, man. That dude gets so much love, oh, so just let him, let him age a little bit, and you'll have a nice little rip and flip. Yeah. Well, it's like, you, you can see in some of my videos on YouTube there of opening celebrations, it's like, it's like, oh, oh cool, we got a, an awesome hit, and then it's like, the last card is a freaking Pikachu, and it's like, you know what, like, I just want to punch you in the face, like... <laughs> I think at one point, like, I had my own specific spot on my mat just for the stupid Pikachus because I was getting, like, eight or nine of them per opening. And it's like, okay, you know what? All you idiots can just go over here into the freaking corner and just stay there. Like, <laughs> but you don't like him because I actually... Oh. I think you cut up for a second there. I said, uh, it's funny that, you know, he's, uh, one of, like, your least favorites to pull the jungle guy, because I actually went out of my way to purchase a Japanese version of him. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, but he's really cheap. That's what I'm saying. The Japanese, man, they must have ridiculous pulls over there, too, because I think he was only a dollar. Yeah, well, even, even now, he's only really worth a dollar over here as well. Uh, oh, gotcha. Yeah, so... I mean, to send them all the way from Japan for a dollar, because I think the shipping was free. Holy crap. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I mean, maybe it wasn't, but I'm pretty sure, like, that. And she even sent a free card, too. That's what I'm saying. The Japanese, dude. Wow. To help you out. Yeah. I mean, freaking. Oh, Reshi Ram. He's my. I hate him. I, I have so many. Reshi Ram and Zeke Ram. Ah. <sighs> Yeah, <laughs> a long way to go. Long way to go. But it's. But I mean, that's that's the fun of it all, honestly. And the community's so good. Like, 
like I said, they 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 make it fun and and they're there to help. If you really if you know you really aren't trying to waste anyone's time, there's a lot of folks that that really will help you. Like yourself, you know, when you told to me to kind of help me, you were really some of the first cards, you know, with the with the V's, you know, the Ali Kazam and oh yeah. The, Valerian Articuno and uh, Blaze again and my Venusaur, my, my Japanese Venusaur V. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Like I, I, I love helping guys out and you know, um there's a, a girl that I know uh over in the Seattle area. Uh I've I've sent her like a, a, a bit of a care package before. Of a bunch of uh, cool stuff and even um, like she collects mostly Pikachu stuff so I gave her the old uh, it was from what the heck was it called the Pokemon Pokemon Power 2000 thing um, from Burger King but it's those plastic toys that you would snap into or kind of push onto the base and then it would light up and, and talk um, I gave her the Pikachu version of that because I bought it in a collection of all these other ones, uh, and it was open. So I figured, well, you know, if you want it, it's it's yours free of charge, and you know, you can put it in your collection. Uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, the battery didn't work on it. I'm assuming it's just a a watch battery, but uh, from what I've understood from Google and YouTube. Uh, you can crack it open to, to replace the battery, but then essentially the toy is trashed because uh, they didn't really want you to freaking open up these things. So unfortunately, it's just a, a, a collecting piece on her on her wall. It's still it's yeah no the the many um of the toys from the early two thousands uh they're definitely the nostalgia carries their weight. Oh God, yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter if it worked or not, or you know, sealed or or not. That's they're they're really awesome. They're really cool toys. They're getting cheap nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. I mean, I'm I'm constantly picking up the the odd Pokemon toy at, at Walmart and stuff like that for the kids if I'm out first thing in the morning doing groceries. Um. And you know, thankfully, some of those are built pretty well. Uh, but I've definitely seen some really big pieces of crap that, you know, you can tell that they didn't really take the time to, to properly build these things. Yeah. At all. <laughs> um, so finally, we'll do uh, favorite Pokemon. And I pre-picked uh, a fire ghost and a water type. If you, if you wanted to go first. Uh, yeah, so um, my favorite Pokemon is uh, Grass Types. Oh, nice. Uh, I uh, personally, just because of the color green, you know, I uh, Philadelphia Eagles are my favorite football team. So it's <laughs> green. You know, just, uh, I, I, I don't know. I really like that color. And just as a kid, I would choose those Pokemon like Bulbasaur, um, um What's this guy's name? Torterra's beginning evolution. I can't even remember the little guy. Turtwig. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah. Trico. You know, Trico. Those guys are just, I know that they're not 
they're, and, and they're kind of like the underdog, you know, the water types and the fire types, they really catch people and they have really big followings and fan bases. I, uh, there was, I did, there was this little poll from one of these Instagrammers, uh, between Blastoise and Venusaur. Venusaur got the snot whooped out of him, like 19, pulling in 19% of the votes. <laughs> I think that kind of hurts. But, you know, I was just, you know, moves like Razor Leaf, Vine Whip. I really liked the animation in the card game, in the, in the video games. Yeah. Especially Razor Leaf, uh, and Leaf Green and Fire Red. I love, I, I, it looked like it hurt. I'm like, yeah, yeah, take this razor leaf. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then even Paul and and his Torterra, you know, the I really liked that whole time of Pokemon back when they were really uh, getting into uh, the Sinnoh region. Paul and his Torterra, man, those guys. I was like, yeah, he's this this guy's the real deal, Ash. Yeah, oh god, yeah. Better step out the wing. Hyper <laughs> I mean, I've uh, I've always liked partly well some water type, uh, but mostly ghost type. Uh, I just like the, the mysteriousness of it. Um, I mean, water type. I I've always fluctuated between Blastoise and Gyarados. Uh, you know, Gyarados mostly because you take a a piece of crap Pokemon like Magikarp. Who is literally useless. Um, Up to level 20. Yeah. Gotta carry that guy. Well, and that's the thing. Like, I, thank God for the Pokemon games that had the experience share. Because there's yeah. no way in hell you're using your freaking Magikarp to fight anything. Like, it, it's... No, you gotta switch them out. And it, at that point, you gotta hope that the other guy's not hitting you too hard. Yeah. Like, it's especially, like, thank God when they came out to, with the experience share... Because uh, he could just keep him in the background. And, he, you know, poor Magikarp would never see the light of day. But yet he at least gained the experience without even having to, to go out uh, and take a hit or two. Um, and then, you know, you just kind of leave him there until he evolves. Um, but I particularly enjoyed, like, the Red Gyarados. Um, you know, it was kind of like your first introduction to shiny Pokemon, essentially. Uh, it, oh, true. I didn't even think of that. Yes, yeah. you're right. So it's like, you know, it's kind of a shiny, but not really a shiny, but you know, it's kind of like a... Um, right, or something like that? Yeah, yeah. I think... I think, uh, that's what it means. I think it was... Good old Johto region. Yeah. Man, you can't beat the... I mean, that's bias. I'm biased. <laughs> but you can't beat the original three regions, man. No, of course not. <laughs> but like, Can't. and then going with like ghost types and stuff like that, I, I had to like, kind of between Haunter and, and Gengar. I mean, Ghastly, he's good. Um, but I think, you know, he's, he's underappreciated in some forms, but he's also... He's not quite there, you know, as far as strength and and stuff like that. But you get to Haunter and, and Gengar. You know, Gen Gengar is just a beefy guy who he can take a hit. Um, yep. But I also Slug like... Bomb, Shadow Ball. Yeah. Thunderbolt but, if you want to get fancy. Ooh, yeah. But, like, even, big, yeah. even the anime, like, that episode of 
of Pokemon there um, where Ash is in the, the Terror Tower with, uh, or Sabrina's Tower there with uh, the three ghosts. Like, the, the, the trio of miscreants who misbehave at any point in time kind of thing it was it was hilarious um you know and that was right around the time when i was just a young kid so it was kind of like relatable uh in a sense and i actually yeah actually i do i have the the vhs of it the psychic surprise where uh, ash meets sabrina i actually had the the vhs of it so I just need to get myself a freaking VHR or VHS player and the kids can watch it or I can just stream it somewhere. <laughs> yes. No, actually, now that you mention it, I don't think I have a single Gengar card and I'm going to have to probably change that soon. Oh, really? Holy crap. Yeah, now that I'm thinking about it. Well, like, that's the thing. Like, I want to, like I said earlier, I want to collect each of the Ghastly, Haunter, and Gengar cards. I mean, the Ghastly and Haunter cards are are relatively cheap uh but then you get to gengar and again he's relatively cheap for most of them uh but then you get to the, like the hollow um what was it is it base I, I i don't think it's base might be fossil but you know you start to get a little pricey there um and then you get into freaking like evolving sky era kind of thing and you know you got the full art alternate arts and they're going for like 50 60 dollars some of them are going up to like 80 dollars you'd, you'd think it was a freaking charizard or something so it's like okay well you know i want to collect all these cards but do i go after these expensive cards now and pray to god that you know i can get them for a decent price or do I collect everything else first and, and pray that the card doesn't skyrocket between now and then? Yeah, that's true, too. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's funny, man, this game, this card game thing. It's like stocks. These prices drop and go up and drop and go up. Yep. Oh, God, yeah. But uh, some of them do hold, and that's your Charizard. He's a, he, you can guarantee he holds. Oh, for sure, yeah. yeah they don't they don't let go of Charizard for he's he's yeah very loved. But I mean that's why loving the grass types, man. Ugh, I'm I'm smooth sailing. Everyone over here like, oh, it's so expensive. I'm like, for real? I was like, <laughs> I'm having the time of my life. Venusaur going for three dollars. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, honestly, the guy gets, I mean, they get no love, and I'm I'm cool with that. I get, I profit off that, shoot. I get to benefit. I benefit from the lack of love that the grass types get. Oh, God, yeah. It's like I told you, I got the graded card for 18 bucks. I really won it in a bet on, on eBay. Yeah. Free shipping, $18, and I think 18 cents. I'm not shitting you. Wow, holy crap. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, I mean, even even now with, like, VSR for, in particular, even the VMAX and, and the V kind of thing, it, especially in the game, it it looks weird. It looks like he needs a freaking haircut when he turns into the VMAX form. And it's like, you know, you're, the flower is way too big, you know? 
Yes. But, but then again, like, you've got other Pokemon, like, Meowth. Like, they kind of shit the bed on that one. When he turns into the VMAX, he just gets longer. It's like, okay, well, that, that doesn't quite make sense, but okay, whatever. No, so, I know. Some of these, uh, some of these Mega Evolutions in VMAX is there. Been funny, too much. They're adding too much. Yeah, I mean it's. I'm dabbling with like that Digimon look. Well, let's just uh, keep adding like gear to them and. Yeah. <laughs> go. Well, like that's the thing. It's like, extra limbs and. I'm waiting for the day where where Pokemon just start adding like, guns and and cannons. You know. Uh, except for you know obviously Blastoise, but you know that that was the thing with they Digimon. With Genesect or whatever that thing's called, the ge genetically modified Pokemon. Oh right, yeah. Robot. They they flirted with it, man. Yeah. They're like, well, uh, let's see how the let's see how they take it, and if they don't cry too much, we'll maybe play with it some more. Yeah, yeah. I totally forgot about that guy. Yeah, he's uh. That's what I thought. I was like, this guy looks like some Terminator, some Robocop, <laughs> that guy. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, well, I, I mean, uh, yeah, who knows? They, I, I think the time has passed for them to transition into almost like a Digimon style. You know, if every freaking Digimon had a set of Gatling guns attached to its body. I don't think Pokemon would ever transition that far um but then again you know you've you know you, you had again Blastoise um and then they modified the cannons on him when he uh goes into the uh mega evolution uh you know yeah to the single cannon right yeah he had the single cannon on the back and then he had two micro cannons on each hand Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, instead of the two cannons on the back originally. So, I mean, that's kind of cool, but... Yeah, I, I can't see them transitioning that hard. I think they're more... Uh, I guess... I want to say yeah. kid-friendly, but it's not really kid-friendly. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, they uh, they obviously not don't aren't too big of fans of guns because they shut down that one guy's... Uh, um, is like uh, is modified uh, Pokemon first person shooter. Did you hear about that? Yes. Yeah, I heard something about that. Yeah, some guy like just made like a mod for a game, and he just made a Pokemon first person shooter where he's like shooting Nido Queen <laughs> and poor Pikachu. And I'm like, yeah, that's kind of cool. Like the <laughs> true Safari. Yeah. Right. <laughs> shut that down so quick like the actual pokemon company and everything oh. so that's obviously not something that they want to do or maybe they do and they're like hey you can't steal our idea shut yeah that down. <laughs> only we can shoot pikachu in the face <laughs> i'm like this guy's really out here shooting data queen right in the head <laughs> <laughs> i mean it, it would make the safari zone so much better <laughs> I 
Instead of getting, you know, the 60 Safari balls, you get a freaking two boxes of clips. And I mean, it's it's the way the, uh, these gamers are making uh, Legends of Arceus sound. I think we need a handgun. Oh, yeah. like I got hyperbeamed in the face. I'm like, you what? Yeah, right? It's like, oh, the, the I fainted. It's like, oh, okay, well, what Pokemon fainted? No, it was me. What the hell do you mean you fainted? Where was your Pokemon? <laughs> It's like, oh, it died a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, so... And this other Pokemon, like, rampaged me, freaking knocked me out. Like, oh, all right. I mean, it's kind of... I think that, like, just by what it sounds like, I mean, it sounds like what we were asking for, but fans, like, you know, playing the games, like, I kind of want to get myself a Switch just so I can jump in this, but at the same time, they... It's, it's like, supposed to be a, a real prequel to Pokemon. Yeah. You know, right before, I mean, maybe they had a legitimate system of Pokeballs and Pokemon centers. And so I'm like, oh, I don't know if I want to, I mean, that, I like, I get it, but I was like, eh, I don't know. I like the, the modern, you know, the Pokeball. And if you don't got space, it goes to the PC. Yeah. Oh no, I lost my Pokemon for good. Or they're actually just chilling on a ranch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like essentially like a Pokemon daycare. Yeah. That's what it looks like, just Pokemon in a fence from some of the screenshots or gameplays that I've seen. But I can't say too much because, like I said, I don't even have – I haven't really played it, but I think that I might have to. It might get me back into a handheld, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I have – I've got the Switch Lite, so I haven't – I don't even know if you can actually play it on the Switch Lite. Um, I've just seen people playing it on the actual Switch, uh, and I know there's some games where you can't play it on the Switch Lite, but you can only play it on the Switch. Um, gotcha. Yeah, but I don't even know if I'm, if I would buy it. <laughs> like, I just, actually, I just bought, uh, Brilliant Diamond, like, not too long ago, and I started playing that. So that was kind of cool to relive some of that nostalgia from that was a really good one too yeah Honestly, the most recent i play i i haven't played anything past black and white too holy crap <laughs> yeah man i've been out of the game for a minute i right. haven't learned any of the newer pokemon i guess what's black and white like snivy in them oh yeah well that's the thing it's like there's so many freaking new Pokemon, and it's like, and then when they come up with the new set, you're trying to remember the, or pronounce the names properly, and it's like, especially like if I'm filming a video for my YouTube channel, you know, I'm, I'm trying to push through these cards, and then I come upon a, a Pokemon that has, you know, a name that's longer than the freaking alphabet, and, and it's like, okay, uh, tree, <laughs> you know, it's like, you're you're just a tree now, okay? <laughs> you know, or it's like oh, some kind of some kind of rodent Pokemon, and you just you just gotta keep pushing through. And it's like it's like okay, after the video or after I'm done filming the video, I'll go back and Google how the hell you actually pronounce this name. And I mean, it does me no good. I'll just forget twenty minutes later anyway. But 
I definitely, I, 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 I feel that. <laughs> I don't, or actually, who's here? Yep, Snivy and Oshawa. Yeah, it's definitely where I stopped. <laughs> yeah, that's where it stops. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not a bad set to stop on. Yeah, I haven't played for three generations. Holy crap. Yeah. Um, at least I, I hung in there a little bit. <laughs> five, five gens deep, and then I just life, man. <laughs> yep. I mean, yeah, that's the same with me. Like, I, I think there's quite a few Pokemon games that I haven't bought. Or even played. Uh, and then I just periodically bounce back into it here and there. Uh, play one game here, one game there kind of thing. But oh, Well, yeah. thank you for, uh, for having me. Yeah. For, uh... Yeah, it was awesome. It was, uh, it's really, it was really, uh, the time passed, I'm surprised, yeah. honestly. Oh, I know. It was kidding. really cool just to get a chance to do this. Like I said, I've always kind of wanted to do a, a podcast just to, uh, just, just to, uh, kind of play around or see if, uh, you know, we got it. Yeah. <laughs> we can keep people's attention the way that some of these folks do. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. the thing. It's like, so I appreciate the chance to be on here. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, we can try and make this thing a, a weekly thing or bi-weekly, however our, our life sure. works. And, uh, I mean, yeah, you know, try and keep it. Uh, we'll probably keep each one sh a little shorter than, than this one. I mean, right now we're pushing an hour and a half. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, some people enjoy the longer ones. Some people, they, you know, from what I'm seeing um, in the platform, some people cut out a little early. Some people listen to the whole thing and re-listen uh, by the looks of it. Um, but at the same time, you know, I've got people or listeners all over the world. Um, so it's, it's kind of interesting to, to see the perspective from that side as well. Um, you know, a lot of people overseas, uh, like I had, I had like 1% of my listeners were in like Trinidad and Tobago kind of thing. Uh, I've got, uh, I've got some, some in Germany and stuff like that. So it's kind of cool. Yeah. So I, the Germans pretty awesome i uh did a test for them uh kind of the similar to what i do for john deere with their steel company oh yeah i got to meet a couple of their engineers they were really really cool people yeah 20, 20 oh. yeah we've um we have some cutting lines in our in our plant uh that are kind of german owned ish uh, so we, we have those guys come over and we have like the Swedish come over. Um, it's actually even funnier. Uh, the one day we actually had uh, a German engineer and a Swedish engineer uh, working on my lines at the same time. And they were 
kind of jokingly bickering back and forth saying, no, no, you, you stay on that side of the line because that's your crap and I'll stay on this side of my line because this is my crap. And it's like, if, nice. if you invade this line, then it's it's an invasion and all this stuff. And, and then he turned, the, the German turns to, to me and he goes, and he goes, this would be the one time only where Canada is a neutral party. I'm like, oh, dear God, please don't put me in the middle of this. <laughs> um. Just a heads up, if, if I cut off, it's just my phone died. Apologies. Oh. <laughs> no worries. But yeah, um, I think we'll we'll end it there for today. But uh, yeah, thank you so much for, for finally getting around to doing this. Uh, I mean, our lives were getting in the way for quite a while there. And I'm kind of glad that we actually got through this. Um, oh, yeah, of course. Um glad to have gotten through that for sure yeah <laughs> and hopefully uh you know we can keep going forward and make some more podcasts and we lost them unfortunately i want to thank professor mobile uh that's his handle on instagram for coming on today hopefully he'll be a more permanent fixture on podcast um and hopefully the podcast will be a little shorter in case you don't like these long ones uh you know we're pushing 100 or uh, an hour and a half now um lastly i want to apologize again for such a delay between the last podcast and this podcast um i know it's not really excuse uh, but you know life happens uh, hopefully going forward we'll be able to do these once a week maybe once every two weeks uh, on a more com- uh, consistent basis uh, so look forward to that until next time guys thanks hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain i learned this the hard way after losing my cat gingy so i created pretty litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.